Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's Word. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What a joy again to come to your home or wherever you might be to share this short moment with you in God's Word. Father, we thank you and bless you and pray, Lord, that you anoint this message today. That let it be a blessing to all who hear your word today, Father. Let your mighty hand, Lord, rest upon me and use me, Father, to glorify your wonderful name and to bless your people. And we bind every force of the enemy and we lose the power of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I have a message for us today from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. We begin there. Now, Hebrews 11 is a chapter on faith, what we call the heroes of faith. You can see all the men and women in the olden times that trusted God, believed God, relied upon his word and proved God's own faithfulness. In fact, in verse 1, it said, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. By faith or through faith, all the believing people of the old times obtained God's report that they served God, they pleased God. They got God's good. And then in verse 4, it says, For by, uh, by, it says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gift, and by it he, being dead, he speak it. What is the purpose of faith? What is the main thing that we must seek to accomplish through our faith in God? For sure you know that the faith we have, the Bible faith, is not your faith or my faith. It is God's faith. It is the faith of Jesus. It is the faith that comes to us through the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing not just hearing anything, but hearing the word of God. It is a Bible faith. It is a faith that has its own origin in God. It is God's faith. Our God is a God of faith. The Bible said that God calls things that are not as though they are and they come to be. The Lord said to the disciples, have faith in God. Have God's faith. You might have your own faith from anything or in anything. That's not Bible faith. That's not God faith. We have the very faith of Jesus Christ. The faith that begins in God, continues in God, and ends in God. The Bible says that Jesus, our Lord, is the author and the perfector of our faith. So the faith I have today didn't just come, it didn't come from my father or my mother, or from our religion, or from our church, or from some organization. No, it came from God. It is the Bible faith. It is the faith of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, listen, look at that. And so, our main, what is the main purpose of faith? How can we know that our faith is genuine? Now, in verse um, 5, it says, By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What is the main thing that our faith must accomplish or focus to accomplish? 
One is to please God. Say with me, please God. Be acceptable by God. Be justified by God. Be marked good by God. The main purpose of our faith and Bible faith is to please God. The faith of Jesus here on earth, how he lived, what he did, how he believed God, all he accomplished was for one purpose, to please God. That's why you and I are given the faith of God in our heart. The Bible says, God has given to every man a measure of faith. Many times we think that faith is given to us to obtain things, to receive something from God. By faith, I claim it. By faith, I receive it. That's nothing wrong with that. But that's not the main purpose of faith. The main purpose of faith is to please God. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. All these men, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Moses, David, all the, Sarah, all these women and men of faith. The primary purpose of their faith was, number one, to prove the integrity of the word of God. That God is not a liar. That what God says, he is able to do. And all they did was to please God. When you understand that the, the purpose of faith is to please God then the struggle of faith for faith comes to an end. You will no more struggle with faith anymore. The moment you know, all I do with my faith and through my faith is meant to do one thing, to make God happy, to please Him, to make God, to, for God to be glorified in your life, in your situation. That's the main reason why for faith. Why do I want to believe God for healing? Why am I claiming healing? Why am I claiming deliverance? Why am I standing firm that I, by his stripes I am healed? Why? So I can receive healing in my body and be strong and be physical. Now that's good, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is to please God. Hallelujah. So without faith, it is impossible to please God because he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Many people today have problems with their faith. And they get angry with God, and they get angry with church, they get angry with the Bible. They say, it is not working for me. I believed it, I claimed it, why didn't I get it? I'm no more believing. Oh, friend, listen, listen. You're going to have a lot of problems if you don't understand the purpose of faith. The main reason for our faith is to please God. Very important. Okay, I'm going to read that for you also from the amplified version of the scripture. The same uh, verse 6 of Hebrews uh, 11. And look at what the amplified said. It said, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whosoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. It was, faith is not just given to you to get things. That's not the main thing. Yes, you get things, but that's not the main purpose of faith. The main purpose of faith is to please God. Hallelujah. Now, 
You, can, you remember there in the book of Romans, chapter 4, still in the New Testament, we're talking about Abraham. In fact, if you come to uh, uh, chapter 4 of uh, Romans, verse, um, uh, verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Verse 21. And being fully persuaded. What he had prom what God has promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God against all odds. He stood to believe God. When God said to him, I have made you, not that I will make you, I have made you the father of many nations. Sarah was barren. Abraham was an old, old man. Now, why did he so much believe and trusted what God said? Was he so that he, because he wanted a, a, a child? That's not the main purpose. The main drive was that he was fully persuaded that God's word is true. That God's promises is reliable. That God is reliable. His main purpose of holding on to faith, trusting God's word, trusting God's promises, was not so that he might have a child. That's not the main thing. The main thing was, he was fully persuaded that God can never lie. That what God has spoken, God will perform. That God's word, God's promises is reliable. So he held on to that tenaciously. Not because he wanted a child. That's not the main thing. But he wanted to prove the integrity of God's word, the integrity of God's promises. So when he was doing that, he was in agreement with God. He was saying, God, you can never lie. Your promise is true. I'm not just trying to have it because I want a child desperately. No, I want to prove that God is not a liar. What he said, he would do. What he promised, he would bring it to pass. He's not a man that he should lie, nor a son of a man that he should what? repent. If he says it, he will do it. When you and I begin to see faith this way, begin to trust God's word and rely on God's word not because we want a healing or deliverance or blessings or prosperity or deliverance but that we are fully confidently sure that God's word is true that even if I don't really, I have not seen the manifestation of what I am expecting. Even if I die, I will die saying that God's word is true. God will never lie. Hallelujah. He is the Lord. He changes not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The main thing is not to have the miracle, to show the blessing, to have the child, to have the healing, to have the deliverance, to have the blessing we are asking for. Those things are good, but they are secondary. 
the main purpose of faith is to please God. Hallelujah. If you set your heart on pleasing God, then the struggle for faith is over. Because many times people are wondering, what is God doing? I've been believing. I've been confessing the word. Why has he not? As if you are at war with God. Faith is not given to you so you can wrestle with God. No. Faith is given to you so you can agree with God and Prove God to be true and faithful and reliable to, to the host of hell, to your situation, to your trouble, to your problem. The main thing there is not we want to get something from God, want to twist God's arm, tell him what his word said and make him do it. No, no, no. When you are standing upon his word, you are agreeing with him. Because your primary purpose is to please God. To prove the integrity of his word, the reliability of his promises. Now, this is very important. And uh, this is uh, Abraham was in the Old Testament, Sarah, Moses, Noah. Most of those people there in uh, Hebrew chapter 11 were all in the Old Testament. Most of them were all in the Old Testament. Now, this Old Testament was before Christ came and died for our sins on the cross and rose again. He did not, yet Christ had not come down yet and died for our sins. So those men, you know, they were living in the shadow of the reality of what we are living now. Now, added, we now in the New Testament, we have better promises based upon better things, based upon better covenant. We are now in the new covenant. Jesus Christ, the son of God, had come already to earth, died on the cross of Calvary, an awful, unimaginable suffering and torture and pain. He has borne our diseases and sicknesses. He paid the full price of Adam's transgression. He died an awful death. He who came from the highest heaven went down to the lowest pit of, of the earth. He was crushed. He was wounded. He was despised. He was crowned with thorns. His body was lacerated and torn in pieces. He hung between two thieves like a criminal. He suffered something that is undescribable, unimaginable. The agony of his soul shook heaven and earth and hell. So in the New Testament, we have a far more better uh, uh, foundation of faith. When I am standing today, claiming healing for my body, the main thing is not that I want my body to be free from pain. Yes, I want it. I really want my body to be free from pain. I want my leg healed. I want my head healed. I want my hand, of course. But the main reason why I will stand tenaciously and hold on to what the Bible has said, that Christ was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement for my peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed why would i hold on to that with every ounce of my faith is it because i want something for myself no thank god for that manifestation in my body but the main thing is this i want to please god when 
I want to please God. I want to glorify the cross of Calvary. I am saying, standing firm, that Jesus, my Savior, cannot die such an awful death for me and bore my sickness and disease and suffer such a torturous death and then still I have to be have disease in my body. No, I must glorify him with my faith. I stand by faith in the sufferings of Christ and claim the manifestation of my healing, deliverance, and salvation. So it's not a matter of me receiving a miracle, receiving a healing. No, it's, a, it's me glorifying him. Glorifying his pain, his shame, his humiliation, his suffering. So when I'm standing with the mind that Christ must be glorified in my life, I am in agreement with God. Sometimes we think we are battling with God to heal us. As if we are fighting with him to make him. He already did that on the cross of Calvary. We are standing by faith to see God glorified. Christ's cross is glorified when you receive your healing and miracle. He is glorified that way. Now, um, this is very important that you understand this. In Romans chapter 4, um, in verse, um, in verse 25, it says, Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification? Christ was handed over to death, over to shame, over to humiliation, over to pain because of our sins. And he was raised from the dead because the price has been paid in full. Who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds, sins, atrocities, rebellion, and was raised to secure our justification, our acquittal, making our account balance and absolving us from all guilt before God. So when you stand firm and claim the cleansing from your sin. It's not just because you want to be free from your sin. You want to be cleansed. It's not, it's, not, it's not a self thing. It is a Christ thing. He bore my shame. He bore my curse. And so he must be glorified in my life. Very important. In the book of Galatians, chapter 3, and verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because he was made a curse on our behalf. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. When you stand to break every curse in your life, every curse over your children, every curse, the curse of poverty, the curse of deafness and dumbness and lameness and premature death and accidents and all kinds of curses. When you stand to resist every spell of darkness over your life, it's not because you want to be free. That's good. But the most important thing is to please God to glorify the cross of Christ. Get this in your heart. Get this in your heart. This will enable, energize, and revive your faith. Look at the world we live in today. There are wars everywhere. Nations against nations, city against city, family members fighting over family inheritance. Your 
your brother, your sister, whoever you are, can be at court today, hating each other for all your life because of a little piece of land that is not even, you can't even, <laughs> you can't even build anything on it. Just a little piece of land that your mom or dad left for you. And both of you have been fighting over that little 10 square meter of land that is even worth nothing. And you are fighting over that inheritance because your father or mother or whoever it is left for you that in the will. Now, the New Testament is the new will. Is the will of Christ, of the will of him who died on Calvary's cross, but rose again. If you would fight over that 10 square meters, willing to go to court, willing to fight, willing to become enemies all your life, Nations are fighting for land boundaries and city boundaries and property this, who own what, who own that. There are wars and troubles all over the world because people are fighting for what they call their rights. Well, you and I, as God's own children, Christ has left us an inheritance. He has left us the New Testament. He has left us blessings, promises sealed in his own blood healing deliverance forgiveness cleansing the holy spirit peace joy righteousness victory over hell over demons now god is pleased god is pleased when you and i with every ounce of our faith hold on to our inheritance in christ Hallelujah. Claim with every tenacity that Christ has redeemed me from the curse of disease and sicknesses. He has paid for my sins. My home, my house, my children belong to God. And no devil can come here and destroy our lives. When you stand firmly, not because you want a miracle. Yes, you want it. But you want to see the cross of Christ, his sufferings glorified in your life. And the devil knows you are ready to fight him tooth and nail. That you are willing to stand upon the finished work of Calvary and declare yourself free from his power, free from disease and sickness, and you resist the devil with every ounce of your faith. You resist that sin, that temptation, because you know Jesus Christ, the Son of God, bled blood to bring you forgiveness, bled blood to bring you cleansing from your sins. Our fight for faith is not to get something for ourselves, it's to glorify those nail pierced hands, nail pierced feet. That Stab on his side. That body that was torn on, uh, and, and broken in pieces. That humiliation. That crown of thorns. That blood that flowed on Calvary's cross. That blood that flowed in Gethsemane. That shame. That humiliation. That the king of glory would come down here on earth and bow our misery. We cling to death and say, no, by his stripes I am healed. No demon can rule my mind. No demon can rule my body. I break the power of the enemy. Jesus conquered hell and death for me. I will never allow myself again to be brought down to the power of the enemy. Christ will not suffer all this for me. And then I just take it lightly. 
when you don't take it lightly, God is being glorified. God is on your side. God is your partner. The purpose of faith, to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe. For it is impossible to please him. That's why the Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is a sin. Everything we do, we do it for the sake of Christ being glorified. There in Matthew 8, 15. Matthew 8, 15. Hope I get that for you before the I run out of time here. Matthew 8, 15 says, uh, that's right. Uh, and, 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 and it says, and, and when, five, verse 16 said, and when the evil was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirit with his own word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmity and bare our sicknesses. You don't, you fight. You don't want your, the sufferings of your father and your mother. All that maybe a little house or whatever they suffered so much to give to you. You don't want to lose it. That's why nations, people fight. They struggle. There is war. Because you are fighting for the sweat and the blood of your parents, of your people. You don't want to take it lightly. Because many have suffered to give you that liberty that you have today. Think about the liberty of Jesus Christ. The liberty he brought through his own suffering and shame and humiliation. You cannot compare the blood of Christ with your mother's blood or your father's blood or those who died in the nation's war trying to defend the nation. Christ is glorified. God is magnified when you and I hold tenaciously to what he has accomplished for you and me on the cross of Calvary. Say hallelujah. Don't take it lightly. Lay hold on that promise and stick with it till you see the full manifestation of that very thing in your life. When you do, God is glorified. For without faith, it is impossible to glorify him, to please him. Hold on to it. Now, friends, again, join me. Be a partner with me. And let's present the word of God together to the nations. Can you do something today? Write, call, send an email. The Russian language in the English. Contact us today. And also for those of you who are pastors, you have churches and conferences. We are open. I am open to come and share God's word with you in your church, in your conferences. We are open. We want to take this word of God to as many as we can. We just get back now from Poland, from a marvelous, wonderful conference there in Poland. We'll see be having more in, in the summertime and also possibly in Ukraine. You'll hear more about that in the times to come. But until I see you again, Hold tenaciously with every ounce of faith the things that Christ has promised and accomplished for you and I on the cross of Calvary. That's the only way you glorify him. He is the author and the perfector of our faith. When we hold on seriously, tenaciously to what he has done for us on Calvary's cross, then he is glorified and God is pleased. Let's live to please him. Let's exercise our faith strongly today in order to please him and to bring him joy. For at the end of that faith is God himself. It is not your faith, it's, your, it's not your faith, it's his faith given to you and I to use to live for in every day so as to glorify God and bring him praise. 
May the Lord keep you and protect you. And now I release the power of God upon you and upon your home and life. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.